Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. It's a week before Christmas and Lowell and I are here to give you a quick update about what we've been up to here on the farm. Welcome to the podcast, Lowell. Thank you, Alden. I thought you were going to say it's a week before Christmas and all through the house and have some sort of fancy poem. I didn't have time to think about that, yeah. but I should have. Well, think about it. Can you freestyle it? No, no. Not, not that good at that. You're getting into the festive spirit. The we're holiday all season to. is yeah. upon you. All you your are gifts too. are bought and under the mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're a couple weeks, um, well, we're a week or so past due for a podcast. So it's been three weeks or so since we've recorded. But we can't be overdue if we set the schedule. No. Yeah, sorry. I guess I should have clarified that. Fair enough. Anyway, it's but been... But it's been a number of weeks since we've talked. So what have we been up to on the farm? So how, how are we feeling now? Yeah. Tell me about your feelings. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think we want to really go into that. <laughs> Why don't we just stick to the farm? Yeah, all right. And so forth. Um... So probably right now we're fairly tomato-oriented, focused greenhouse tomatoes, um, just because of the time of the year. Um, yep. This is when we are uh, doing tomatoes, <laughs> because we're kind of, you know, that's just, yeah, greenhouse tomatoes, okay? Uh, it's also one of the most challenging times of the year to grow tomatoes, especially trying to fruit uh, tomatoes because low light our days are very very short almost We're the almost shortest day, days of the year crack the top and head down the other side yeah but. which is always kind of a good feeling yep and then we begin the build up towards spring so anyway the yeah we are picking some tomatoes in the one greenhouse they look kind of okay pretty much BHN 589s um, they they taste good. I just ate one about ten minutes ago. Ate a couple slices and uh, yeah, good tasting. Good it's, for you supporting your local farm. I know. I I don't know. I go through stretches where I don't eat tomatoes. And yeah. I guess it's just because they're fairly readily available, and then sometimes I get a hankering for one. And I eat it, and it's very go. good. <laughs> I like Parmesan cheese on mine, but not everyone does. Yeah. Sounds so, delicious. Anyway, PHN 589 tomatoes, good tomato, and just remarkably firm. I thought about that again when I ate it. You know, some tomatoes are a little mushy and almost meal- mushy, mealy. mealy. This is a nice, crisp tomato. If that, but some people don't like that. Yeah. Some people like the other kind. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That house is doing okay. We're trying. Oh, go into this as we go farther into this, but we're gonna try to keep it very healthy and that uh, house and going for longer than maybe we typically would would have done it that's usually our quote early fall fall winter house house. yeah we plant the bhm 59 is a determinate tomato so the theory is we don't have to do tons of vine work and at some point we'll be done with them and take them out which we will be done with them at some point but anyway for reasons (laughs) i'm going to get into we'll maybe try to stretch them yeah. 
Uh, middle house full of mainly Torero tomatoes. This is a new tomato for us. We talked about this a little last time. Seems yeah. to be a little different growing style and maybe some different requirements than the trust tomatoes which we have traditionally grown. Uh, we're we still haven't actually picked any. I don't think. I don't think we. But they're they're, they're getting, getting closer. closer. They're, yeah. You know, nice-sized uh, tomatoes at this point. They would grade first in our grade category, but they're green yet. Yeah. So I'm really curious how they taste. We're getting, I would say, a little bit more impressed with with the tomato. Uh, it was really, I don't know if it's something we did or the variety thing, but it, it was shooting suckers everywhere okay. and kind of... I don't know. It seems like a really aggressive tomato. I've noticed in the uh, bags, the roots, they're just massive. Lots of roots. Well, hopefully the aggressiveness doesn't um, head over to the tomato, too. You'd hate to get it biting you back Getting an aggressive tomato. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that angle. Maybe it'll be like a new superfood or something. <laughs> no, I'm sure the tomato so, would be great. you know, a, a tomato that is too... Aggressive, growthy. As far as growthy, yeah. yeah, that's a good word. In a greenhouse, can be challenging because you're, you know, you're trying to stack a bunch of them in. Yeah, uh, requires a lot of trimming and vine work, and I mean that takes time. I just spent, you know, good parts of several days going through that house, uh, yeah. taking off bottom leaves, which at some point the bottom leaves, you know, they're not really getting a lot of sun. They kind of get old and yellow and it's healthy for the plant to get those taken off trim them up nice and so forth so i've been doing that and then on the tops i've been taking suckers off which we always do Uh, so yeah have we ever talked about kind of how the plant works like they're continually growing out the top so they're getting longer Uh, so part of the vine work we do uh, we lower them right uh, and 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 move them along, and then the bottom leaves, like you say, start to yellow and and don't do a lot. Yeah, so, so you're always dealing with this five six foot growing tip. Yeah, yeah. But space is kind of a thing in a greenhouse. So, and it's it's helpful to have a tomato that you don't have to do that as as often. Yeah. Uh, which and that's the difference between determinant tomatoes, which like the BHM five okay. nines, like I talked about, they don't really have a you know, a leader. <laughs> they don't just keep growing. It's more of a bush tomato, which okay. you kind of do need to trim them up some, some too, because yeah. you, if a, you let a tomato just go crazy and mat all up, you know, it's just you need some airflow, fungal sure. diseases can crop up and so forth. So anyway, yeah. trimming. So anyway, that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, the so I'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see how these terreros react going forward. Uh, some this is also a time of the year when because of the low light they can kind of get a little stretchy, which you would think it'd be the opposite. But hmm. because the of the plants. low light, the plant the um, distance between the clusters where okay. it's setting fruit can stretch because of the low light. And so maybe we're just seeing some of that with these terreros. Yeah. They're also, yeah, it's just hard to grow tomatoes at this time of the year, which is why, you know, mostly you grow them in the summertime. So we're looking forward to turning that corner. 
uh, getting the daylight going the other way, see if we can't load these things up. And they may actually turn out to be a tomato we really like. We yeah. Will, we will see. And then the third house, um, where are we at with that one? Yeah, so we've had some unfortunate circumstances in yeah. our in our transplants. They developed some uh, what we call damping off, which is get a fungal disease right where the stem meets the soil and it just kind of shrinks and the plant yeah. dies. So we had a lot of that. And pythium is basically what it is. can be treatable, especially if you catch it early. But anyway, we, we lost a bunch of those transplants, which those were terreros. We were planning to fill the whole house with terreros. Okay. So because of that, we're... You know, the, till the time you get to a transplant that's transplantable. Yeah. It's about a six-week process. Sure. So you're also dealing with a time so issue. So now we're kind of So we're behind, behind because we only have a portion of the... So we, we seeded, I mean, planted what we could. And we're also, we've talked about previously, but we're doing some suckers again from oh, yeah. the trust tomatoes, which we can no longer get the seeds have a row of suckers that are trying to root they seem like they're kind of taking their good old time to grow roots so we checked on quite a few of them yesterday and they're just starting okay so hopefully those work yeah so that house is going to end up being a bit of a hodgepodge we're going to have uh truss suckers we're going to have terreros what's left from the first planting and then we went on and ordered some seeds and they're just going to be a little later but hopefully they'll come on strong. And we, I can't even remember the exact varieties. We decided we s- sort of think we might like terreros, but maybe there's another tomato that we should, would be interesting as well. So since yeah. we can no longer get trust seeds, and so we're actually going to try like three different okay. varieties in that greenhouse, fill it's the remaining rows and experiment and tinker around and see what works yeah which because that house is going to be a little more delayed in production you know we're talking probably some of those things is going to be april at least okay huh uh probably till we pick yeah so it's five six weeks after planting till you can transplant and then another five six weeks till you can start picking i at guess least, that yeah. would be middle or of march a little longer yeah. so, wow and it just always seems to take longer than Goodness. you think it's almost strawberry season in the winter yeah so that's one of the reasons we're going to try to take care of that first fall house that i mentioned and keep those tomatoes growing for as long as possible to try to keep our yeah, production up. makes sense yeah that's just is what it is very good oh let's see we, we've been growing tomatoes for a long time like what? Seems like ninety three or ninety four was when Granddaddy put the first greenhouse in. I thought it was a little yeah, probably, yeah. So we're at least that seems to stick in my mind is what I remember. So Dad we're saying. heading on up towards I don't think it was that early quite. Yeah, I don't know. Mid nineties. And where we're getting, you know, mid twenty years and you know So we've been doing it twenty four, twenty five years. That wasn't all us. I mean yeah. he was kinda of doing it. But anyway you Sometimes it seems like you should know more than you do. And, uh, I don't know. Different yeah, things happen. Yeah. We have learned a lot, but 
Well, every year is different just weather-wise and all yeah, the circumstances would, around things. I guess the moral of the story is if you're going to grow greenhouse tomatoes, there are some important things to think about, learn as much as you can, and they're yeah. probably just more work than most people Well, I think sometimes envision. it's easy to think, oh, they're in a greenhouse, you can control 100% everything, and that's just not the case. That's true. We also changed the plastic on the middle greenhouse. We did okay. that on the big greenhouse, and we caught a day that was well above freezing, 50s, and very pleasant. Probably the last day that we could have done that, or one of the last days. It's so been we, chilly ever since. Yeah, so we were happy to get that done. It was very much in need of being changed. Yeah. So we had that, you know those terrera tomatoes which are almost ready to produce in that greenhouse so yeah normally uh in the middle of the winter you don't go changing the the plastic anyway got that done happy to do that and trying to just keep them warm a lot of firework uh stoves and wood and we got the cover crop planted in the uh corn maze yeah that was a field. big thing we just had the soil conditions to get that where we could work, actually work land, and we worked a couple ways trying to get that level because people for, walk through it. Yeah, yeah, people walk through it. We mow and we try to get as level a yeah. surface as we can, and then we feel like a cover crop is really important because we're planting it in late June. Moisture is often an issue, and if you can have some sort of a cover there to help. Well, a cover is just good in general anyway. Yeah. It keeps it from washing over the winter, and we got that done. Yep. Just so had conditions like it dried out enough, and we worked late into the night one night, and you know, about a day later, we had a rain again. No, yeah, we couldn't have touched it yeah. since, and who knows when the next chance would have been so we planted wheat in there pretty strong rate of wheat and we're a little unsure what we're going to do either just terminate it and let it all rot back into the soil which would be good for the soil or we might actually clip it high for hay which we did last year and that leaves a nice stubble to plant stubble and sod to plant into but you're actually getting a bit of a crop off of it as well yeah yeah yep very good. Uh, let's see. Nothing else really has changed around here. No, it? it's just it's kind of wintertime farming. You know, you yeah, you have things to do, and I think it's important part uh, time of the year to just think about your overall operation. And your taxes a, stuff. Yeah, uh, thinking about equipment. Uh, what. What would be good? What would help? Yeah. What would yeah. help make you more efficient? What would be unnecessary? Things like that. It just seems like uh, successful farmers are people who plan ahead. People who yeah uh, think about things and uh, are ever always learning, not just stuck in the, the way we've always done stuff. And so it's kind of easy to be a reactionary or to do everything reactionary as, as can you can be. You can kind of get stuck into the daily grind 
what has to be done and forget the big pictures. So yeah. I just think people who pay attention to details, who keep learning and wanting to learn and seeing what research is out there and talking to other people and you're constantly learning, um, that's just a good practice in life in general and farming yeah. as yeah. well. So, yeah, a good, good time of the year to think about those things and do those things. Yep. Well, I guess we're about ready to wrap up here. Anything else we should mention before we wish everyone a Merry Christmas? No, I think that's pretty much where we're at. All right, well, uh, this Unless probably... you wanted to give a rounding rendition of Jingle Bells no, to people. No, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate uh, you thinking of that, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this probably is our last podcast episode till into the new year. So, Yeah, probably not a lot's going to be different in Jan- on January the 10th or anything like that. So maybe we'll take a bit of a hiatus. Hol- holiday break and uh, come back. You know, we could do like those big podcasts and come back with season two or something like that. Yeah. I guess. Or we can just keep muddling along. It doesn't make that big of a difference. But anyway, Come thank back you all. Better, better and smarter than ever in 2021. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Um, hope you do have a, a wonderful and blessed Christmas and a, a happy new year. And we'll talk to you again next year. See ya. Ciao.